Hello and welcome Inspired Podcast Community. This is your new episode. My name is Caroline and my today's guest is Michael. Ami, Ami, how do you pronounce your name, please? Armijo. It's actually uh, Spain Spanish. I thought this. So let me test this. Armijo. Yes. What like? Okay. Thank you so much for being here, being my guest and saying yes to this episode, to this interview. We met through LinkedIn and the only thing I knew about you is you are a habit coach. And this sounds very interesting. So please introduce yourself to the Inspired community. Yeah, I'll give a, a quick little few minute background story of where I come from. So before we dive into the uh, the habit coach side, so people get an understanding of why I, I am a habit coach. Um, but <clears throat> the way I grew up was very much like in poverty. I, I, I grew up in a poverty background. Um, my environment was very full of violence and just everywhere I looked, whether I looked, you know, to the person to the left or the neighbor to the right, I didn't know I was in poverty growing up because my environment was all poverty. So in my mind, that was a normal lifestyle for me. And so as I was going through this with my um, lifestyle, then I started to get into like a high school and in high school, I was, I was an athlete growing up. So as I was an athlete, I started traveling a lot more because I was very good at basketball and I was getting recruited and we were started traveling the country and playing in tournaments all over the country. And as I started traveling, I started being exposed to more and some of the best athletes in the world, I, they had the luxury of having money. And so when I would see them show up to tournaments, they're showing up in like nice vehicles nice bus the nicest buses you could find like as a team their their outfits and their gear as a team were the most expensive outfits and and this inspired me to figure out like why are they you know why do they get the the cool bus and i don't or why do they have the cool cars and i don't and so this continued on and as an athlete most athletes around the world uh you know there's this like perception label we were talking about before uh this being labeled well being labeled as like popular or you know and that gets to athletes sometimes so <clears throat> as being labeled as popular i was always like in a way kind of like a bully at the same time too like oh i'm the cool kid you know and you're not the cool kid so we can't hang out mm -hmm. and so a friend came to me and they said hey mike you're smart and and i was very smart i just you know i was a i was a df student it's kind of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial characteristic. Um, but being a DF student and knowing I was smart, I just didn't want to do school. And as I was going through that, this friend approached me and they said, Michael, like, you're smart. Why don't you read books? And I was like, ah, no, books are books are for losers. You know, I, I can't be seen reading a book. I'm an athlete. And they gave me one, one piece of advice that changed my life. And I could give this advice to your community as well, too, especially if you're out there and you're not a book reader, <clears throat> is go find the smallest book on your favorite topic. And so I was like, okay, I went to the library. I grabbed the smallest book I could find on basketball because that was my favorite topic. And this book happened to be called Heart Over Hype. And the reason being it was called heart over height, it was by an NBA player, a professional basketball player 
but he was the smallest NBA player, I think, in history. But he had more heart than his height. And in basketball, you know, you got to be very tall. And that allowed him to pursue a long career to, to gain, a, you know, earn a lot of income. And that book inspired me to have more heart, you know, to keep playing. And then I was like, okay, now I started traveling and I read this book and it inspired me a little bit more to read a little bit more. And I had this one question. I pondered this one question. You might've come across this quote. It was by Earl Nightingale and Earl Nightingale has this quote. It says, uh, why is it that so many people or, or some people do so well in life while others do not? And, and I found this quote for some reason, it landed on, on my lap at like 17 years old. And I was like, wow, why is it that I'm, I'm traveling the country and I'm seeing so many people in life live so well, but yet I'm in poverty. I'm watching my mom work two to three jobs and we're still behind on bills. And I started to dive deeper into that and learn what is business? What is success? What are these people doing differently? Because when I look at them, they're living at ease. And when I look at us, we're, we're, we're struggling. And that inspired me on the last decade. I've been studying what, what I found out for myself, what it was, was habits. I, I just didn't have the right habits to get me to where I wanted to go. I had habits as, as such as discipline because I was an athlete. Um, so when I found out it was habits, I spent the last decade um, coming up on a decade, almost there, just studying habits. How, why is it the way we do what we do? Um, and that's what led me to be a habit coach because habits changed my life. So from there, I've been able to, you know, see where other people are struggling and coach them on their habits. Oh, I love that how you explained it, and uh, and I could uh, relay. I can relay, and I can also follow uh, how it came to how you came to that path. And I love Earl Nightingale, of course. I dived into Bob Proctor, Napoleon Hill, and <laughs> this is all uh, tied together. Yes, I love it. Yeah, thank you so much for your introduction. And habit coach is so interesting because, yeah, normally I would ask you now what inspires you, but I am inspired now to ask, um, how do you change habits? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I always say there's a, there's two ways, two ways to change a habit. Okay. One way is an emotional impact. Mm -hmm. I can give you, I can give you, let me give like two, three quick little examples of an emotional impact. So the community gets this. An emotional impact that I wasn't a part of was like 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. So if you lived in New York for 9-11, you change your habits and your, and your behavior changed drastically, you know, right after that, because it was a very emotional impact for those people. Now, a, another emotional impact, I always give the example of imagine you're in a kitchen as a kid. We've all been through this. Hopefully mm -hmm. You haven't, but most of the time we have. And your parents say, hey, that stove is hot. Don't touch it. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, but we're ignorant. We don't know. We don't know if that's a truth or a lie because we've never touched the stove. And so eventually there's that one day where you accidentally, you either on purposely touch the stove to see, or you actually lean on it on accident and you touch the stove and you burn yourself and you're like, oh, you know, that that's an emotional type of impact too where you now have the belief system 
that every time you turn on a stove, you're telling everybody in the environment, don't touch that stove. It's hot. And your belief system train, uh, uh, transitions drastically in that moment. <clears throat> yeah. I'll also, there's a new, uh, emotional impact that I, I came across too. And this is the third one. I was, I used to say how, I, how I said in my intro, I was a kind of a bully growing up. Most people that see me now couldn't imagine it, but I was a bully. I was always picking on people. I was a troublemaker. When I grew up in an environment of violence, that's who you become. And so I did not understand this word petty. And I used to say, I'm petty. I'm petty. You know, don't mess with me. I'm petty. I'm a, you know, and then I defined the word. And I was like, mm -hmm. this was, this was like two years ago. So I was saying this my whole life. I'm petty. I'm petty. Then I defined the word and the, and the word petty means not important. And when I found out that definition, I was like, what is going on? Like, I am important, you know? So this whole entire time I've been saying, I'm not important. I'm not important. And that's also was an emotional change that like, I was like, what's the complete opposite? It was, I'm yeah. serious. So I changed my verbiage to say, I'm serious, not I'm petty, I'm serious. And so there's so many different types of examples of an emotional impact. And that's one way to change a habit. It just almost happens immediately. Now, oh wow, mm -hmm. yeah. And now the other way I say there is to change a habit, which is the second way, is mm -hmm. constant space repetition with mm -hmm. elite level coaching. And the reason why I say that is because constant space repetition is you read a book every day over and over, right? You write down your goals every day over and over and over. Um, you listen to the same podcast over and over, right? Or the same audio. So here's why I say elite level coaching as well, because I know people that have been in the personal development space for 20 years, way longer than I have ever, you know, been in the personal development space, but they don't do what they know mm -hmm. how to do. And a lot of people, when I'm having these conversations with them and they come talk to me and they say, oh, and I'll tell people when I'm speaking on stages, I'll say, I, especially in personal development, I'll say, I will probably not say anything today that you've never heard before, but, but because everybody's heard the same stuff, the difference is, mm -hmm. is if you hire a coach to coach you through the personal development that you're learning, that person's going to make sure they hold you accountable to do the things that you know, we know better, but we're not doing it. And so those are the two ways to, to create a habit. Um, and anybody could get access to, you know, coaches like you or coaches like myself to hold them accountable to achieve, you know, their goals. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I learned something because mm -hmm. I love your, of course, emotional impact, deep emotional impact. We know this and especially 9-11 um, is not only, yeah, it transformed the whole world. And I remember that day, of course, um, in uh, being in Germany and I, I felt attacked. Yes, I felt attacked. So that means, and this is the sentence I, I said, I saw the towers and I said, I feel attacked now because World Trade Center is um, was the symbol of freedom and world trade. It's unifying the world, however. And of course, you had to mention it as example. And the other things, 
as well, the stories I loved so much. Mm, changing habits, of course. The other way is constant spaced repetition. You said this. And the key sentence, people, you have to listen to this on repeat is um, a coach helps you, uh, helps you to, um, how do you, um, keeps you accountable for things that you know. Like you said this, doing things that you know. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, yeah. All, we all know so much. Think about this and everybody listening in the community, you, you feel like the smartest person and, and you build up so much knowledge. You're like, if you thought just to yourself, you're like, and you know, outside interference and you said, man, how much do I really know that I'm not doing anything with this information? That's the, that's the struggle of modern day, you know, education, going to a university and going to a college. I'm not against education, but I really disvalue, you know, the education system that teaches curriculum that people can't do anything with, you know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I'm a great example for a lifelong student, but student of like not applying. And then I learned two years ago, <laughs> what is important, closing the knowing doing gap, you know, like yes. becoming or getting into the doing part, like um, split your day into 10% or 5% studying and the rest is application, what you yeah. read, what you learned, or it's not the right word because you learn through experience by doing yeah. it and seeing and perceiving different results. Yes, of course. So, okay, my question is what inspires you? I would say if we go back to my introduction, right? And, and I said I grew up in poverty and, and everywhere I looked, I did not know that personal development existed. I did not know that entrepreneurship was a thing. I thought businesses just existed. I didn't know there was a business owner, you know? Um, and just growing up, <clears throat> the way I grew up, right? If it rained, I would stay awake. And the reason why I would stay awake is because I didn't know if it was going to be my bedroom that fell in, or if it was going to be the kitchen that fell in, or if it was going to be my mom's bedroom. So I was just like, you know what? It's raining tonight. Let me just stay awake because I'm, I'm going to see where the leak comes in. And when I got exposed to personal development, when I got exposed to, you know, you, you mentioned some people, you said it, Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, Bob Proctor. I study uh, Napoleon's 16, um, the, uh, what is it? The, the law of success, there it is. Yeah. It's right over there. The law of success in 16 lessons. I study that book I, and I probably 3000 hours into the audio right now. And so <clears throat> I really studied these, these people because I was never exposed to it. So I got, I got it obsessed with it. And I know if as an entrepreneur that two to 3% of the people on the planet are making all the money, right. Doing mm -hmm. all the, doing building, being creative for the world to consume their products and their services. then I'm like, man, that that's just a fact that 80% of the world isn't exposed to this information. And mm -hmm. so what inspires me is to do what I can to we actually have um, to do what I can to inspire that 80% of the world, right? To, to get those 80% of the world, the people that come from poverty, the people that don't know what they don't know and expose them to the information so they can know more, right? So they, 
then at that point, it's up to them to do what they want with that information. But once you know something, it's stuck in here. So whatever you do with it now is up to you. I love your expression. You know, I'm I'm into languages and, and translating and, and collecting new words and then applying them. And I love what you said to expose them. And this yes. is really what we do when we show up and we are visible on social media because, yes. and this is the difference between those who are creative and those who consume the what others create. Let's say this. Yeah. And yeah, and and let's yeah, let's continue to inspire the world. And yeah. yeah, the next question is who inspires you? You you already mentioned, was it Napoleon Hill? Yeah, so I would say the person who actually inspires me, Napoleon. They inspires me. That's what that's my professor, you know, that's the teacher. But the inspiration, I would say, comes from my mom. So she, I, the way I grew up, she was working. I seen her work three jobs at a time just to put, you know, food on the table, clothes on our backs, a roof over our head. And I didn't really see her a lot growing up because she was always at work. And all that work in a poverty environment, I don't think I see my mom make any more than like $30,000 or $40,000 a year. But mm -hmm. for someone to work 80 hours a week and only come home with 40 grand a year, I, it was the same question I started off the episode with is, why is it that I could see my mom work so hard and we're still behind on bills, but yet I'm seeing other people live with ease and they have everything in the world, you know? And so mm -hmm. seeing the way my mom worked and how hard she worked, like that inspires me to like, you know, make sure I do what I do so I can retire her one day and retire my family one day, or, or I don't believe in retirement, but I can allow her to move into a new position to where she could now express more creativity in her life, you know, not necessarily retire. Yes. I see what you mean. Like finding your purpose and, and having fun. Yeah. Yes. I have, a, I have a friend that I was uh, talking with. So we have, our, we have our talk show. It's called the millionaires to billionaires talk show. And we, we travel to people all around the, the world that are, you know, inspirational or ha have success. And he said one of his core values that he brought into his life that now I, I brought into my life when it comes to life in general, he says, have, uh, make friends and have fun. Mm-hmm. And so all I do now is I enjoy making friends and then having fun. And then, you know, so it happens that we all build businesses. So we end up making money together too. Yes. I, I think this is the key networking. Networking leads to friendship, then making business together. And it says like, when you do what you love, you don't have to work again yeah. in your life. Yeah. This is yeah. it. What, uh, let me ask you, I'm, I'm curious too, but what, what inspires you? This is the inspired, you know, podcast, but what inspires you? It came by intuition three weeks ago. It's, but I always wanted to have my own podcast, but I was not brave enough or whatever. I was not ready. And because I listened to podcasts since they were invented in 2007. <laughs> you remember, I don't know if you remember, but the first iPods, 
So yeah. there were iPods, no iPhone, but iPods, and then they had the podcast. And, and I was always um, a good listener, let's say. And what inspired me, it, we, we first, I, I have a business partner, she's from Denmark. Her name is Celeste. We are doing this together, the Inspired Community. And she had the idea to create this Inspired Daily Group where we meet um, every day and lift us up. Like we elevate each other with our yeah. frequency and then we go back to work. It's just 15 minutes like this podcast, 15 to 30 minutes once a day. And then I had the, the idea like, how can I give more value to this community? And I thought about, yeah, to interview people from the outside. And I began, of course, with people that I know. Um, and, and also in the community. So I found you on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so much um, on LinkedIn. I, I'm i at Facebook and TikTok. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. This is what inspired me, but also to learn. And every episode is like magic. There is this magic word, word or moment or one sentence, one sentence you can take away and, and repeat. Repeat yeah. and change your yeah. mindset as well. Yes. I had another friend too, and, and this you guys could probably use for your episodes. I might start using it for my my uh, talk show too. And we're at about the 20 minute mark. And so at, towards the end of your shows, this and we do this on purpose for the people listening, right? Is mm -hmm. we try to put a nugget. If, if you were to, and I'll do it for you too on this one, so that way it works. But okay. at the end of every episode, I'm gonna start asking my guest, what is one most valuable piece of information? If you had one minute, what, what would you leave the world with, right? And I got asked that on a, on a show. And the reason for that is whenever I, I expressed my one minute, there was all this value. But the in order to hear that one minute of value, you had to watch the whole or listen the whole episode all the way through to the end to hear it. And, oh, wow. you know, because you don't know, some people might listen to an episode for five minutes, 10 minutes, and then hop off or, you know, mm -hmm. and some people, the beauty of your, you know, show is it's, it, they're shorter episodes. I was telling you mine go from 45 to an hour and a half. Um, and so people got to listen all the way through to hear that one nugget that is, you know, it could be a, a gem for somebody's life. But like you said, mm -hmm. one sentence in this whole entire thing could, could help anybody. Yes, that's true. The the it's it's like an Easter egg or something. You have to you have you have to search for it, but it will yeah. come to you. And it is for everyone. It's something different, you yes. know, because we yes. are on different level of awareness right now. No. Wow, this is so amazing. So I would like to ask you now <laughs> about your gifts and talents, and also about what you offer to the community. Yeah. Um. My, my gift that was given to me by God is, I would say, is just really, I since I'm an entrepreneur, I believe I have a gift to just know business. Business comes very natural to me. It makes sense. Um, I think, too, also, whenever I see um, successful entrepreneurs, sometimes I'll ask them, I say, were you an athlete? Because most of the time they, they were an athlete because the number one thing that in business that you'll need is consistency and discipline. And so mm -hmm. 
I'll ask, I'll just ask out of curiosity. And I say like maybe 70% of the time, they're like, yes, I was an athlete and I was a good athlete. Um, so I think that athleticism, that discipline and consistency moved into my business life as I got older and I was able to, you know, just really pick up business. And, and now I have an interest in business too. So my interest brings it to, you know, where we could grow and scale. Now, some of the products and services we offer, I'll, I'll name three. You guys see this book in the corner, this, uh, wow. ideal daily success book. Um, mm -hmm. this book is a journal, uh, planner, but oh. not just a planner and a journal. It's actually a habit tracking system. So whatever habits you want, you can fill in the blanks and this is a 90 day book. So four of them a year. And what you do is you implement the book with any new habit that you want to create mm -hmm. and you do it every day. There's six, six success habits you should be doing every day to create a new habit. And those are inside of this book to do every single day. And by doing that every day, I always tell people we have a 90 day challenge. And if you miss a simple one mm -hmm. simple task inside of here, you have to restart from day one. Yeah. And so when you do that, though, you will absolutely develop a new habit. Now, we also have an app coming out in March. We've been wow. working with this app for about two years. It's, it's also called the Ideal app. Uh, mm -hmm. it's a habit tracking app and a success education app inside of the app. You'll be able not only to track your habits, but you'll be able to learn from a variety of influential and successful entrepreneurs from all walks of life. Their different expertise will be all inside of the app. So that way you can gain access to success education. It's called ideal university. Oh. Um, and then the third one is just our coaching services. We offer elite level coaching. Mm -hmm you know, for mm -hmm. visionaries, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and teams. And the whole, that, and that uh, elite level coaching program is a 12 week program. And mm -hmm. so we have people work with us and commit for either a year. And so, and coming soon, I don't know when, but I have a program coming out. Um, it's, it's a five-year program. I don't think, I don't think anybody's ever offered a five-year program. I could go back, but the purpose of it is develop 60 habits in five years, 60, 60, 60 new, 60 new habits in five years. It's basically a habit a month, a yes. habit a month for five years, and you'll be a completely brand new person. Um, I'm working on this myself. So that's why I'm not offering it yet. As I get through it, as I hit and achieve the goals, then I'm going to package this up to offer it as my highest package because you're going to spend five years with me. Yes, I love that very, very much. I can tell you something. <laughs> I have to deceive you. No, I know, I know a guy who offers the seven years program, but it wow. has to, first of all, it's a German, um, like speaker or or coach he's yeah. he's the number one money coach in in germany or in europe i don't know how he defines himself but um he it it is based on the he's he has the book uh, how to become financially free in seven years so this is mm. the coaching program for that in seven years and he says you can do the fast track in seven years or you go the the not long way but The slower way in 20 years or so and this but but i love this idea because i i never heard it um 
yeah. apart from from that that setting five years is, is really is amazing to uh how do you call it to be with people to work for a long period and this is unique i can yeah, yeah. but nobody wants to um he's yeah he's great but he's he speaks german okay so it's yeah. not a not a competition for you uh, no. <laughs> only well, I, german no no competition there's yeah. there's you know eight nine ten billion people on on earth there ain't no competition we can all collaborate we can all grow together i believe if he's teaching money philosophies we need more of that anyway you know mm -hmm. so i i will absolutely collaborate with everybody in the personal development space because the world needs more of it not less of it you know um so i definitely i i believe in collaboration more than competition every day yeah me too and this is uh why i love that we are talking now and we are both coaches but every coach is different as well yeah. and you know this when the student is ready then the teacher will show up and it is the right teacher who will show up so i love that very much i don't think in competition either but this five years program is now in my head and it's true when you have coaches in the sports industry or as athletes you you work with the same coach maybe for the rest of your life when you look at i'm not familiar with that that industry i can tell you but you see always like the star and the coach it's always the same most of the time the, the same yeah. coach so you can do the same. Entire journey. i love yeah. i love that idea very very much yeah i love it and i see i see it already the success yeah. and all the people that they they want someone reliable also someone who's always there and also accountable as you said so please yeah. reach out to michael amiro yes wow amazing <laughs> i made it yes spanish is the language i never learned um <laughs> i still don't know it i still don't know it really much either but uh it, it never got passed down to me but um i'm learning so i'll eventually pick it back up uh so yeah this would be a question of mine as well if you teach in different languages or english only yes so i don't my our work will be translated in six different global languages so um kind of like the main languages around the world so that way at least you kind of get some dialect close to what what you do know um so we are translating at least the audio stuff and and all that to into and the book into six different languages um a funny story i i have a new eight-month-old baby girl and oh, we're teaching her thank you we're, we're teaching her um russian french spanish and english and sign language so as we're educating her i'm also learning and the, and the goal is to develop this over the next decade to to become more and more fluent in those languages as well to myself so um it, it's gonna be a fun decade with her oh i love that very much we know this that um in that age you are you your uh, subconscious is wide open and lets everything in yes and yeah make sure that it is the best stuff <laughs> you know it's the best of premium stuff well yeah i always say because i have i have an amazing baby she she amazing she sleeps all night i don't know do you have kids yeah i have two sons <laughs> okay now we um i always talk to parents and, and she sleeps for 10 hours a night every night since she was two months old 
um, and she doesn't cry. But every morning, part of our morning routine is we got the audios on, whether it's mm -hmm. anybody in the personal development space, whether it's, you know, Napoleon Hill's work or um, we, we fall asleep to Think and Grow Rich every night. We wake up to Bob Proctor or Earl Nightingale or Jim Rohn or, you know, so we, we she's very calm and she's she's very relaxed. So I think that's, you know, if you're a parent out there and you want to figure out how you could don't judge your kids based on if they're angry and all that. Take a look at yourself and see what you're doing because they're only learning from you. So um, that's something I've been grateful to be, like I said at the beginning, be exposed to this information so I can teach her it too. I love that. Yeah, thank you very much. What's the name of your daughter, by the way? I, Ivory. Ivory. Wow, this is amazing. Ivory. This is a beautiful name. <laughs> I, yeah. so I I see the Ivory Coast, you know, this in, yeah. in West Africa is the country, Ivory Coast. We spelled wow. it pretty unique too. Uh, ivory, almost like the color, but we spelled it I-V-O-U-R-E-E. -E. Oh, Ivory, Ivory. I, I, I can't get, yeah, I see, I see it yeah. before my mind. I, I love yeah. that very yeah. much. Thank you so much for this episode. I learned a lot. And please, people, reach out to Michael with the code INSPIRED so we know that you are coming through that podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you, Caroline. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. And see <laughs> you in the next episode. <laughs>